Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. We are talking part two of getting started as a personal trainer. So in episode one, we talked about, you know, starting with zero dollars, how to get started as a personal trainer. You know, we always hear, you know, these these schemes or these things online, you know, it doesn't take money to make money or, you know, come start with our system. You don't need a lot of startup money to get started, but you know, it always inevitably means that you do need to pay some money, right? So what I decided to do is I wanted to show you guys how you could get started as a personal trainer with no certification, with no money, no budget, what to do step-by-step, how to get there. So episode one kind of took us from there to where we are now, which is we have built our website. We've taken a little bit of money that we earned from the first few people that we got. We got those first few people by doing, offering some free services, hopefully delivering the results that you promised in those services, and then getting them to re-up. Spending a little bit of that money on a domain name for your website, and then as you start to accrue more and more money, you uh, either look at a certification, which would probably be a good idea, and or um, a uh, some equipment. So, and or, or both, really, depending on how much money you're making and what you're doing. But the main thing is that would be if you are brand new, you don't have a certification, haven't even started the process yet. So this brings us up to part two, where we're gonna talk about what to do once you've either A, got your certification, and or B, you're ready to start taking on new clients, how you go get them. And how do you use everything you've built thus far to continue generating leads for you. So before I get into that, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about an announcement, a big announcement that we have, something that we're really excited about. It also happens to be a pretty big um, topical uh, topic right now. Um, and that is we are proud to announce we are going to be launching our own affiliate program, our own gym affiliate or what we call league affiliate. We're, we're building a league of gyms that are going to be like-minded, that are going to network with each other and help each other grow as business men and women, uh, build as trainers. And anyways, I've got a whole process laid out that we're ready to launch. Um, I'm going to be launching it in the next couple days on our website, so stay tuned on our Instagram. There'll be some, um, you know, build up over the next few days, kind of letting you guys know a little bit more about everything. But you know, within the next, you know, five to seven days, we will officially be launching and ready to accept applications. And this is very exciting for us because we have a vision. We have you know, three year, five year, 10 year plan of where we want this business to go. And this is something that has been, you know, on the horizon for a long time. This is something we've wanted to do for a while and we're, we're finally ready to do it. And it is a little bit topical right now with unfortunately things that are happening in the CrossFit world. Um, some of unfortunate comments and unfortunate tweets and, and things like that, that have been you know, really dividing, well, not really even dividing, but really shaking up the community uh, of CrossFit. And 
not that we want to take advantage and, and offer our own affiliate program, but we do know that there's a lot of, I think, I think a lot of the people that are already CrossFit certified gyms who are maybe de-affiliating, they may not want to re-affiliate with anyone else. They might want to do their own thing, and I think that's great, but I think there are a lot of people that were up and coming in the CrossFit world that may not want to affiliate now, but still need that help and that structure on getting started, what to do, the business end of things, um, all of that. And that's what we're gonna be able to offer. That's that space that we're gonna be able to fill and hopefully um, not only build our reputation, but build strong businessmen and women, strong trainers uh, who have an eye for coaching, really breaking down the coaching process um, as well as programming. Um, that, that goes hand in hand. So uh, more to come on that. I, I'm not going to give too much detail on that, but I do want to, um, I did want to get that out there. We're really, we're really excited to launch that and that is coming very soon. And when I say soon, within the next week, we will be launching that. So stay tuned to our Instagram. You will see some more information. That being said, let's jump right back into the topic of the day. The topic of the day, again, part two of our starting training without a budget uh, scenario. So now we are ready to kind of take the next step. We've, we've put the testimonials on our Instagram, on our Facebook or, or our website, whatever it is that you're doing, hopefully all three probably. And so, so the first few people that you got to work with you have given you some nice feedback, maybe a, a before and after picture, you know, things like that. So those, those kind of things, when people check out your website, they can see, and that's great. You need to have that. But you also need to have uh, a few other things ready to go when people start coming in. And we'll talk about people coming in just a minute, but what you need to have ready on your website is a, a page or a tab or wherever that tells a little bit about you, you personally as a trainer, but more importantly, your philosophy as a business. What is it you're hoping to accomplish with your clients? What is your mission? What is your philosophy? What is the vision of the future? You know, how are you gonna spell this out? But more importantly than all of that, how does all of that, or how is all of that reflected into what you have already done? In other words, if we look at the before and after pictures that you've already posted, there should be some sort of piece along there, in whether it be in the caption, or if it's a video, audio, testimonial, something in the, in the um, uh, audio that we hear that reflects your mission, reflects your values. So for example, with the Upstate Performance Project, Chelsea and I have a vision and a mission and a philosophy of education. We wanna educate our clients to be self-sufficient and be able to do this on their own for their lifespan, right? So when, when you see posts that we put, when you look at programs that we write, when we do testimonials, hopefully what you see is these individuals learning something. They're not only getting better and stronger, faster, losing weight, all of that stuff, but they're also learning how to do this themselves. Whether that be in how we teach the movement or when I tell people we're gonna do you know, some tempo-based wave loading <laughs> uh, for squats, what does that mean? How does that fit into their goal how does that fit into the overall philosophy of how we train people? And we always have this philosophy, again, of educating people, and that starts with our consultation, which that'll come in part three. I think I'm gonna do three parts to this. You know, sometimes I sit down to think about 
what I'm going to say in these podcasts. I never know how long I'm going to talk, but uh, usually it goes a lot longer than I plan. So I'm breaking this up, trying to keep them around 20 minutes for this series. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to go into a part three because I'm almost 10 minutes into this for the second episode. I haven't even gotten to the real meat and potatoes yet. So that being said, what we want to establish or what we want to accomplish with um, this philosophy is when people go to look at the website and they dig a little deeper in the website, they get a better understanding of who you are. They get a better understanding of how you're going to change them or get them to change. And by showing you what you've done in the past, showing you what you believe in, showing how your structure is. And if what you're saying lines up to what they're seeing, then that that speaks a lot. That's that's very, that congruency there is really helpful. Now, let's go back to uh, just the setup of the website real quick. So I talked a little bit about detail there, but just the basic setup of the website. I mentioned in, in uh, part one that there's a lot of free resources out there to set up your website. And you really only have to pay for the domain name because there's a lot of services like WordPress and Wix and some others that will let you set up basic sites for free that have pretty decent looking templates. But you want to be, you want to have a website that is clear and concise and doesn't take too many clicks to get the information. Uh, generally speaking, if, if they have to click more than three times, they're going to lose interest. That to keep digging, digging, digging to find what they want, they're not going to do it. So. If you look at our website, and, I, and, and please go check out upstateperformanceproject.com, there are, you know, needs, there's always needing, always needing, there's always a need to be updated, right? We always got to keep things fresh. But if you look at the way the front page scrolls down and you see, if you keep scrolling down, our biggest things like our prices, what kind of packages we offer, what kind of classes we offer, those are the things that you can scroll down. Now, click you can click on the menu and go to that particular page and you get a little bit more detail. But on the on the opening page, it really hits everything. We did include our prices on there, which a lot of gyms don't because they don't want to scare people off. But we have gotten feedback that people really appreciate our website. Not only that does it look slick, but it also is very informative and they don't have to do a lot of guesswork. And it's not a gamble. They know exactly what they're getting into when they call us in terms of finances and in terms of how much time and, and things like that that are gonna be involved. So that's a huge, huge thing that you can do that sets yourself apart because if you go and look, and I and this is something that when you're setting up your website and trying to market yourself, you're gonna to wanna to know what your competition's doing. A, so you don't rip it off, right? And But B, so you can see the mistakes they're making and not make them yourself. If everybody's doing this one thing, maybe you choose to do it a little different. That may go against convention. Maybe everyone has heard from these gurus that don't put your prices out there. It'll keep people guessing. That'll get them to contact you and ask you. And then once they've contacted you, then you got them. And then you can do your sales pitch. Well, I disagree. And I disagree only because it's the feedback we've gotten over the last couple years is that people have searched personal training or sports performance or fitness or health clubs, gyms. And we come up in the top few, you know, we're not always number one on the search, but we're in the top few. People go through, 
maybe the first two are CrossFits, then they're not interested in that. And maybe one's like a big box gym and they're not interested in that. So then we're fourth or fifth on the list. I'm like, okay, let me check this gym out. And they click on this and every question they have is answered on the website. Cost, um, time, uh, the next step in the process, how to get started, all those things are covered right then and there. And that's what we want. And generally, because they answers all their questions, then they're ready to make a decision. If it doesn't answer their questions, they're gonna keep looking. And maybe they'll come back to you, maybe they won't. But we have gotten feedback. Your website is what sold us. We understood what it was, or they read our bios, and they're like, okay, these are the kind of people that I'm looking for to train with. So that is something that you need to make sure you spend a lot of time on and get right and get very informational and, and it doesn't have to be the, the most innovative looking website in terms of flashy gadgets and moving parts, but it's got to look professional, but it has to have the content. So what do you do now? You're starting to get people to check out your website. You've started to have people look at your Instagram page and they're seeing some of these testimonials. So what do you do now? What's the next step? Well, there's a couple things you can do. And, and this goes back to, or first you gotta go back to where are you gonna be training? Are you gonna be training out of someone else's gym as an independent contractor? Are you gonna be training uh, out of your own home gym? Or are you gonna try to go to people's homes? So again, it works no matter what you're trying to do. But if you're, if you're gonna try to be an in-home trainer, obviously keep it to a certain neighborhood or two. You don't, want to, you don't want to generally start putting ads out on Facebook, and I'll talk about ads in a minute, but you don't want to do these general ads because you might, you know, say in, uh, in, in my area, Greenville, I might get someone downtown Greenville, then someone in Simpsonville, then someone in Traveler's Rest, and then someone in Powdersville. And I might drive over 100 miles or more just getting to all those places, and one day I won't have time to do all of that. So if I'm trying to do in-home training, so you might need to just market in a certain area. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about the story of a, of a classmate of mine that went back to his parents' house after graduating, went around that neighborhood, just flyered up what he could do in home, and he never left the neighborhood. He could just ride his bike to each house and train all day long. And as he gained money, he was able to buy a truck. When he bought the truck, he was able to put equipment in there, and now he's able to do more and more with his clients, get bigger and better results, and, and he did really well, starting with absolutely nothing. He took a Xerox um, uh, copy of his, uh, you know, of, of his flyer, and that's what he passed out. Uh, so whatever it cost at Kinko's to run 100 flyers, that was, that was how he started, that was his budget. Um, and it worked for him. But let's say you're gonna be training in a, in a facility like, um, like Upstate Performance Project, or you're gonna be training out of a gym as an independent contractor. That's most of our listeners here. Um, now this could, also mean, this could also be used for if you're starting your own gym, if you're building your gym, or if you're becoming an affiliate, as, as mentioned at the top of the podcast. Becoming an up affiliate, this is, this is something you'll learn more in depth. What you wanna do is you wanna start with, say, a half mile radius of where you're at. So you go out and you hit every business in that area. Now, when I say hit the business, I don't mean just walk in and hand them a bunch of flyers and say, can I put this up on a bulletin board? Or can you put these business cards out? Because they might say yes, but then that's the very last thing they'll have to do with that process. 
you're not involving them. You're not investing them into your business because you're not investing yourself into their business. So what I mean by that is, let's say you go to a coffee shop, buy a cup of coffee. And maybe you go two days in a row before you even bring up dropping off flyers. So they see you, they get to know you. They might even ask, so, oh, I've seen you a couple times. Are you, do you work around here or do you live around here? And then that breaks the ice. Or if they, if they haven't done that, you could ask them and they know you've been a loyal customer for a few days or a week or whatever. And that says a lot about your character. That says, hey, you know what? This person's really, really values our product. They keep coming back to buy these, these, this coffee or whatever. And then when you ask them that, they're like, yeah, of course you can put that up because they feel that you're connected to them and they, they can connect back to you. And, and this goes with you know other places. Now, I'm not saying you have to go and spend all your budget money on coffees and pastries or sandwiches or what, whatever, whatever kind of store or business that you're running into. You don't have to buy something from everybody. But what I'm getting at is to build that referral and to build that trust, if you just walk up and say, hey, can you put this out for me? Then that means you're trying to make money off of them and they're not necessarily making money off of you. So it's not a mutually beneficial agreement. So you have to be able to show that you value whatever business they have before they'll trust you enough to put your stuff out and talk about it. Because they could put a bunch of flyers out and no one would ever see them. But if they mention it, that's even better. So for example, a place like a physical therapy clinic or massage therapy, um, a haircut, you know, salon type place. Those are great businesses because those those practitioners have a captive audience. You know, their audience is the patient or the um, customer that's sitting there and that they can talk to that whole time and they get to know those customers. And maybe the customer mentions that they want to get in shape. Oh, well, I know this trainer. Well, they're only gonna know that trainer and they're only gonna refer that person to you if you have gone and maybe gotten a haircut from that person yourself. So if you're thinking about marketing in these places, you need to go and be a patron at these places. And I've said this before, but it's important because that shows trust. That shows that you're not, you didn't just walk in to try to sell yourself. Even if you did, the first time you come in and you actually buy a haircut or get your nails done or um, buy that coffee, that just shows that you're willing to invest and you, you, you believe in their product enough that you would purchase it with your own money and that says a lot so that's definitely something you got to do and what that does uh, if you go around like I said in that first say half mile radius of wherever you're at um, then the next week go a little further out so now you hit you're hitting all those businesses that are like a mile away then the third week go back to the first businesses and follow up Hey, or did you run out of flyers? Did you run out of brochures, business cards, or whatever? Or you just go back in and buy another coffee or get another haircut or whatever the case is, but you make your face known. And obviously wear your apparel, wear your t-shirts, wear hats or whatever, whatever it is that you can market. So they get to know your face and your gym and what you do and what you're advertising. And the more you do that, the more likely that you'll get these referrals from just out of uh, you know building this network and that's very important because word of mouth then becomes key and we'll talk more about word of mouth in, in part three I'm getting close to my 20 minute mark here 
But the, the point I wanted to make here today was, again, you want to make sure that when you're going out there that you have a system. So if you go out and you visit these businesses that are half mile away, then the next week a mile away, the third week you go back to the first one, then the fourth week you go a mile and a half away, but there's some sort of system where you're going back and revisiting some of the first people you talk to and always getting your, your name out there. Now, as word of mouth grows, you might become busier and you may not have time in your schedule to go meet with all those people. And that's okay at some point because you won't be relying on that to really drive membership. You'll be relying on word of mouth and the results you're getting once your schedule gets a little more full. So that's that's another, that's, that's probably the, one of the biggest things that Chelsea and I did when we started uh, our business downtown Greenville. We, we just hit the streets and got out there. The other thing we did, and it's worked to mixed reviews, is using lead generation software. So we, we um, joined Thumbtack. Um, that was the place, the, you know, one we used, but there's other ones like Bark and Angie's List. And there's other, there's other avenues like that that list trainers or that list um, clients that are looking for trainers and you can bid on them or pay for those leads or whatever. But just like anything else, you're gonna have um, feedback analytics you know what whatever whatever it is that you're putting out there you're going to have these um, this period of okay I'm putting this money into this to generate these leads if I'm not get, turning this over into actual clients yeah, I don't need to keep paying for it but if you spend twenty dollars a month on generating these leads and you get one client at three hundred dollars for that month then okay obviously it pays for itself many times over so you can invest even more and, and kind of build on that. So that being said, you got to know your market. Um, for example, I used Thumbtack back in Kansas to very good success building my clientele roster, but it didn't work as well or hasn't worked as well in Greenville. We've gotten a few off of Thumbtack, but not a lot. Um, and so it's, it's hit or miss, we'll say. But beating the streets, getting out there and letting people see you is, is a big thing. You can go to meetings like Chamber of Commerce meetings, um, getting involved in those sort of things. Sometimes uh, communities have like small business meetups. We've been involved in a lot of those things. Um, and that gets your name out there because people see you, people ask questions, they hear your name, they see your face, and then they see a Facebook post and they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy. I've met that, that, that girl at, at this meeting or this guy here. I've met them and I've seen them and I know what they do. I, I, I get it. Um, so that's something that's super helpful uh, to do as well. Um, but the last thing I wanna talk about that you can be doing to get the clients to come in is the paid advertising. Now this is probably one of the easiest things that you can do, but it's, it takes a little time to get to know it. However, there are millions of resources online that will tell you how to put these targeted ads together. But basically, if you wanna be broad, you can just say, I'm a general fitness trainer, this is what I wanna do, I wanna help anybody, whether you're young, old, whatever. And you can select how much money you wanna put into that. Maybe I only have $10 for this ad. Okay, $10 will get you a certain amount, a certain amount of views or clicks, but then they'll run analytics for you. If you get 100 views, you should, get, you should be getting a certain amount of clicks onto your website, right? So then that's where that information or that um, 
work you did to bolster your website beforehand uh, is really helpful. But that being said, you'll be able to understand what were, what what um, ads are working and what ads are not working. You know, sometimes maybe you're really flashy and you show a video and that gets a ton of views and a ton of clicks. The next time you do a still photo and it doesn't get as much. So maybe you go with video. That's what's resonating with the people that you're targeting. But these ads will let you target who sees it. You know, so maybe you're trying to run a, a certain program or maybe you want to be known as the online trainer for busy uh, business executives. Okay, so you can actually select, you know, there's criteria on, you know, these ads of what type of person, what type of um, internet uh, personality do they have, and they will show your ads to those people. So, it, you know, it's tar that's what we mean by targeted ads. And so putting money into that in the beginning is, is helpful, but you need to be paying attention to that and see how many clicks to your website. Each ad usually has what's called a call to action button, whether it's visiting a website or visiting a, a social media page or something like that, or calling a certain number. How many calls are you getting? And when you do, you need to track, are they coming from the website? So ask them, where did you hear about us? How did you hear about us? That way you can gather, gather the information so that you know which ads are working best or performing the best for you in that you're getting return out of that. You're getting actual clients to come in uh, for that fee. Now, the more you spend on it, the more people will see it, the, the better results you'll get. But that's, again, spending more money up front. So you can decide. If, that's, if you would prefer doing that than going printing flyers and walking around the streets uh, to different businesses, maybe that in-person, you know, ask, hey, can I put this here or whatever is, is, is too embarrassing for you or whatever. So again, you know, you, you, there's, are, there's many ways to do it. That's what I'm getting at. So hang on. Um, if you don't know how to do these targeted ads, if you don't know how to review the literature or the analytics and, and get that, there is some literature online where you can find it. It'll tell you exactly what to do and be a little bit more detailed. I'm kind of telling you what's out there, uh, but you can go figure out exactly how to set that up. And if you need help with that, let me know. But again, these are the ways that you can go out and start getting clients for yourself. Now, in the next uh, episode, part three, we're gonna talk about um, closing the deal. Maybe you've gotten people to come into your gym. How do you seal that deal? How do you get them to actually convert? Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about um, diversifying and, and offering different services. Um, actually, there's one other thing that I could, that, that should fit in this, and that's you know being, talking about client generation or, or, or lead generation. If you are working at another at a facility that's not your own, or even if you are opening your facility, one way to get a, a captive audience or to get a lot of people to talk to at once and to showcase your skills is by doing a seminar or a webinar in whatever you think you're an expert in. Now you may not think you're an expert in anything, but if you are a professional or if you are studying and learning how to be a personal trainer and you know more about it than the general public therefore by default you're kind of the expert so for example I I'm a, a certified uh, USAW weightlifting coach weightlifting is something I love to do personally like 
I like to lift those weights, but I also love to coach those weights, or those lifts, pardon me. Um, and so what I do is, or what I, what I have done in the past is when I've gone to a new gym and I was a new guy, I didn't have any one of my clients, I would start flyering up about a month in advance or maybe two, three weeks in advance, a, a free seminar that I'm doing on a clean and jerk or a snatch. And so maybe I get 12, 13 people to show up. That would be great. And then I do my seminar. I, I give a lot of detail, a lot of, a lot of demonstration, a lot of you know one-on-one -on -one time. That gives me time to showcase my ability, but also I can talk to these people, get to know them, and then maybe convert one or two of them into personal training. So that might mean that, might mean that you take a weekend um, or a, a couple hours on a weekend to dedicate to doing this seminar. Well, you may not want to give up your Saturday to work for no pay, but if it turns out that you gain a couple clients because of it, then it's all worth it. So if you're struggling to get new clients, that's one way that you can do it because what it does is two things. One, it gives you that captive audience if people show up. But if you put a flyer up in the gym that you work and you plaster it everywhere, people are gonna see your face and they're gonna see that you're talking about a certain thing and automatically they think expert. Now, it doesn't matter what the topic is, they just associate you and expert. You're an expert at weightlifting or running or weightlifting, yeah, I already said it, or you know, bodybuilding, whatever the case is, they just see you as an expert. And so then when they see you in person, they already associate you with being an expert and that's a big sell, that, that's a big um, uh, hook that you can pull them in with uh, to get to talk to them. And so don't, don't downplay that. Plaster your face everywhere on flyers if you're trying to do these seminars because people will come and people will, even if they don't come, They'll, they'll see you and they're like, oh, he's that guy on that flyer, man. He must be, he must really know what he's talking about. Um, so that's something that I, I, I think I probably should have put at the beginning of this podcast, of this part two, because that is really a showcase, if nothing else, of your skills. And you have a captive audience and you can get out there and make or break yourself there. But I think that's a great opportunity to get in front of people. Then you can kind of work your magic show them what you can do but you could also be asking them questions learning about them and then turning that around into sealing the deal so as i talked or as i mentioned earlier part three we will cover actually closing the deal and i'm going to give you some insight into our secret formula <laughs> what we do our success formula what we do to get clients to sign up those that are on the fence and then how we keep clients coming back how we've manage to have a high retention rate and that's going to be key as well so tune in for episode three that'll be airing later this week and i will see you soon